Hi, I'm Carolyn. Hi, I'm Jeremy, and we're licensed marriage and family therapists in California. And we've been friends for the past 20 years. For 10 of those years, we've been working as therapists with families, couples, and individuals. And one of us has been through a divorce, a remarriage, and a blended family. Welcome to Weenus, a relationship podcast. And welcome to the Weenus podcast with Carolyn and Jeremy. And today we're going to be talking about fighting, fighting in relationships, because we're going to take kind of a weird angle on this. It's going to feel weird because I constantly get into couples therapy with people that go, oh, and the good thing is we never fight. And that's when I go, really? So the, the, the thing about fighting is, is that there's this idea that, um, that you shouldn't fight that it's it's a bad thing and the the problem with that is that if you're not fighting if you're not disagreeing you're not being human and you're not resolving anything and so we're going to talk today about really the benefits of of conflict in a relationship why it is essential and important because if you're not fighting it means that you're burying issues so um, we've got a, a couple of different things here today. Uh, what, have, what have you seen, Carolyn, in therapy that you've done with people with regard to conflict, communication, and fighting? You know, I, I think the thing that I see most often is kind of a lack of ability to, to ask for what we need. Um, you know, I was just actually talking with someone who... Um, they really struggle because their partner needs space. Like their partner, like they get into a disagreement and their partner doesn't want to talk about it. They need some space. And for this person, and for me as well, like I've definitely felt that way too of, of you know, but I need to talk about this now. And so what that typically turns into is I'm going to say whatever I need to say in order to get you engaged. Um, and usually those are some pretty ugly things. And I think we forget in the moment we're feeling all of these really strong emotions, you know, and, and we really want to engage our partner. And so we'll do whatever it takes to do that because we can't sit with this. I can't sit with this. I'm so angry or I'm so hurt or I'm so, you know, whatever the case may be, I can't sit with this alone. I need my partner to engage in it. Um, and so we say whatever we need to say. And I, I have to admit that I'm guilty of that. I've definitely been guilty of, of pressing buttons in the past um, in order to get my partner engaged. Um, and it never feels good in the end. You know, maybe I get the fight that I was looking for. And I think to be perfectly honest, we all have to admit that sometimes we are looking for a fight, um, you know, because that gives us the opportunity to externalize and to kind of get rid of some of this emotion um, in that unhealthy way. Um, it's really tough to sit with all of that, to sit with those emotions and those thoughts. Um, and I really have had to pay attention to that. Anytime I notice in my head that I'm thinking, you know, what a jerk my husband is or that I have to do all of this is my responsibility and he's such a, you know, whatever that is, I know that I'm off track, right? Because my husband's a pretty good guy. Um, I know if I'm noticing that kind of black or white thinking that it's, that it's emotionally driven. So I notice that quite a bit with couples that I don't want to wait. I want to talk about this now. And so they start pushing buttons and the truth is we just do damage, you know, damage that can't be just undone with an apology. Um, we kind of slowly chip away at our relationships. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I actually, 
it's really informative for me when I can sit back quietly and watch a couple at the beginning of therapy start to go at it. Mm -hmm. And I usually sit back maybe longer than I should. And I just watch it happen. Watch the watch. How does this couple handle stuff? And one of the most common things is that the 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 track is so ingrained in this couple where the the conflict begins and they immediately switch into how it is that they each handle the conflict and it can be one person in the couple escalating very very high and the other one for out of protection or out of avoidance or whatever just shutting right down and going completely stone-faced and then that causes the one that escalates to escalate higher and higher and higher and the other one usually to just sit there and kind of get quieter and smaller and smaller in in the room that gives me a, a lot of information on on how it is that this couple tends to go down that road and then when i start pointing it out and 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 everything i i can get the the one that's quiet to start speaking up and go yeah i I shut down just because it tends to get really dangerous if i try to match it and then the other one goes well i keep speaking up because that indifference or that 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 approach looks and feels like indifference to me so i really feel like i have to turn up the volume on it Mm -hmm. and 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 then things just tend to snowball and you know kind of get worse and worse and worse yeah because that's usually how we get heard right is is name calling and turning up the volume and um and yet we all kind of think that way like i feel like i'm not being heard and so i'm gonna ramp this up because then maybe i'll get heard yeah i see that a lot and you know i experienced that too it's 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 tough to have to sit with those things when we're our relationships are such a vulnerable place So a number of years ago, I wrote a blog article. I don't know where it is anymore. And it was called Why You Should Fight in Front of Your Children. And I got a lot of clicks on that because fighting and conflict are a natural part of how it is that on a micro between two people and on a macro level uh, where in, in our society where we actually get things handled. And the thing is, is that we all know that there's positive conflict and there's negative conflict, the kind of conflict where you can state your, your, your case and, and have an actual conversation about the differing perspectives and then maybe come to a conclusion about it. That is really where positive conflict is. And your children should be seeing that in you. They should be seeing that there are regular points of disagreement in a relationship. And A, they don't, it's not healthy to avoid them. And B, it's not healthy to let those things fester and get so bad that there's screaming and yelling and throwing things, which that, that's, of course, worst case scenario. But there, there's this wonderful middle ground where you state your case, you, ha- you come at it with respect, and, and, and you deal with the conflicts as they come so that they don't just seemingly get worse and worse. And there's this dynamic where you're working together towards something. And children benefit from that so much because they don't grow up in, in a family of secrets and right. in a family where things seem uh, uh, unsafe, you know? And, and so there, there, there is really a technique that I, I do teach to my clients of how to actually have a healthy uh, conflict. Well, right. And I think that kind of acknowledging like fighting, like I think we all think of fighting in that kind of way of like things are out of control, whatever that looks like versus allowing for conflict in front of our kids. A lot of the people I work with, um, and I'm guessing a lot of the people listening can resonate with the idea that 
that maybe you didn't see what emotion was as a kid. You know, our, our parents, for whatever reason, maybe they were trying to protect us or maybe they just had never learned how to express it. They don't, you know, we don't sit at the dinner table and talk about like, you know, well, mom's feeling depressed or, you know, we're having this disagreement and here's how we're handling it. We didn't really learn how to do that. And so, so many of us have been told that our emotions aren't okay, that we're not allowed to express those. And then that kind of trickles into this, like, I was just talking with another client right now who, who's kind of been feeling like this buildup of things over the week. And then eventually it, it kind of blew up over this silly little thing, but it's like, but have you been expressing those needs, you know, ongoing or are you just letting this all build up? And then eventually it's like, you know, we're arguing about the, the litter box and it's like, why? You know, and so anytime that I notice like we're arguing about something pretty ridiculous, that tells me that something is built up and we just haven't had the conversation. But I think that people are just afraid they don't know how to have the conversation. And so we let the things build up. And so having, you know, a tool that we can use to be able to approach that in a way that gives us structure and safety and something we can lean on kind of as a crutch, I think could be really useful. And if you have one or two people in a relationship that have never learned healthy conflict right and and how to how to actually do that or you know you come from what you were talking about like that avoidant family structure where you kind of sit at the dinner table and the elephant in the room kind of thing really a conflict resolution is one of life's most fundamental skills. You that need it in the though. workplace. Mm -hmm. You need it between friendships. You need it in a relationship. And you need it between you and, and uh, your supervisor, you and your subordinates and everything like that. And it, it, it takes humility and real skills. And in some cases, the ability to kind of cool your jets quite substantially and sit down and measure the other person's perspective. And so this technique that I've been using with couples for quite some time, I call it the, the couple's roadmap for conflict. And we'll put this in the uh, available with this podcast. Here. Right, we'll have a link. We will have a link to this thing. And it's this little worksheet that I work with couples on to... Uh, to to really teach the fundamentals of how to have a positive conflict, how to actually have a, a a reasonable exchange, and you know they use this they use this these ten questions which are kind of fill in the blank a couple of times and it, it changes the way that they communicate and so the idea of it is that one person fills in the rest of the sentence. The other person fills in the rest of the sentence. And the first one is, I am very upset because I, and the only, the only thing is you don't use you. you. So you can't say, I'm very upset because I can't stand the way you <laughs> Because walk. you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, you know, a good statement was, I feel very upset because I never feel like I can do anything right. Mm -hmm. And then the other person takes it and goes, I feel very upset because I feel like whenever I say anything to you that you take it so personally or, you know, that, that it, it's, it's really difficult for me to communicate because it, 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 it feels like it's received in a way that is not how I intended it. And that mutes the 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 pointedness of the of the of the communication well I, it helps the other person be heard right you know i mm -hmm. think that so often 
some of the techniques that I work on as well are, are ways that we can that we can come to our partner with something challenging so that they can actually hear it. So when I start with I, you know, I, you know, my mine is it, the the first sentence is I feel you know, I feel hurt when I come home and there's dishes in the sink, or I feel disappointed when I come home and there's dishes in the sink. So I don't get to say, I feel disappointed because you left dishes in the sink and you're being lazy, right? Because now they don't hear me. So the whole purpose of that first sentence, it sounds like is kind of getting past the other person's defenses and just being heard. Yeah. It's a lot better than, come on, the dishes, really? Seriously? Come on. How long have you been here? You know? <laughs> yeah feels a little different. The, 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 the second one on here is I feel insulted right now because Ooh. yeah. And, and everyone in, that's really the fundamentals of a, of a conflict is that there is some kind of insult going on and it really helps that, that question really helps um, humanize both sides do people struggle with that? Like coming up, I think I would have a hard time like coming up with that exact state of, I feel insulted because, I mean, maybe I wouldn't if we were having a conflict, maybe I could find it. But do people struggle with that? People struggle with each of these. And sometimes they will say the, the first part of the sentence and they'll mm -hmm. sit there with people, there'll be this long silence where they sit there and they search and try to find it. But like any skill, as you're searching to try to find it, you might discover something um, where you might say, I feel insulted right now because, you know, this is, this is the way my mom used to talk to me. Mm, yeah, that's powerful. You know, and, and I, I didn't like that when she was mad, she used to insult me. And, and I, that, that's what it feels like. And that's where I go during this. And so it's building that insight, you know, mm -hmm. um, what I haven't yet explained about this situation is, oh, you yeah. know, there's always con context. The secret in the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really important because I think oftentimes when my husband and I get into, to disagreements, not always, but a lot of the time it's because either I've interpreted something in a way that he didn't intend, or I just don't know the whole story. Um, you know, like he in passing says this thing and I don't know all of the background that's behind it, you know, why he made that decision. I think that's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And, and you, usually like you're talking about here, there is some kind of context that mm -hmm. isn't really evident or there's not been time to explain it. Right, right. Or yeah. they just, we make assumptions, you know? I think a lot of the time, my husband has a lot of people that depend on him and that he talks to. And a lot of the time he thinks that he's already told me a thing when really he just had only told like five other people in his life, but it didn't make its way to me. Um, so I think that that can happen too. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and through a conflict, what can be really difficult to return to in the middle of a conflict is a statement of care. Yep. And so number four in this is through all of this, you must know that I, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it grounds everything. Mm -hmm. And, and it usually is that I love you, that I care for you, that I hate it when you cry because it makes me feel like I've done something wrong. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and I, I feel like I have to care for you. And it, and it usually, uh, you know, helps, helps dis, uh, um, get rid of some of the tension in the room, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Number, number five is your perspective in this argument as I understand it, is. Mm -hmm. So restating what we're hearing, which is always useful. Yeah. 
that's just one of those basic things of argumentation. Can you state the opposing view fairly? Mm -hmm. Because if you can't, then you can't have an argument about it, really. Right. And that tells me something about where your head's at. Like, what are you actually hearing? Yeah. 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 And uh, one detail I think I need clarity to is... So asking for more information, asking for, for help from your partner. Yeah. That can yeah. be a really, I think that's something that we really struggle with. Like if we're just at home having this big fight to ask for something, like that's a vulnerable thing to actually, you know, I need a little more clarity on this thing. Um, I think number one, maybe we don't want to admit it or number two, we don't want that clarity. Like, I don't, maybe that's an honest thing. Um, I, I don't really want to hear your, your side of it. I just want to be right. You know, like, I don't know. Do you ever do that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's mainly because I am right. Well, of course, you know, um, yeah, no, I think that that's an interesting one because I think that could be a really difficult thing to do in the middle of a, a disagreement, you know, especially at home. Um, and, and again, that, that speaks to your defenses are up. If you're not able to ask for clarity, ask for help, you know, whatever that is, know that your defenses are up and that this probably isn't, you're probably not hearing what's actually happening. Yeah. It, it's that whole ego thing. Yeah. You know, we, we all deal with it to some degree. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty enlightened. As you, you are one of the most humble people I know. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad that you said that because I totally believe that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so number, number six here is um, I am willing to compromise with you by and so there we are bringing, bringing it back to hopefully by this point, we've calmed it down mm-hmm. and, and, and now we can work with some middle ground. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's understandable, especially in the beginning, like if this is your first time trying this, that this may be the part where people start dragging their feet, right? Like, again, we all want to be right. You know, there's an innate kind of piece of that. It is part of our caveman brain. Um, admitting that we've made mistakes or maybe that we're not, that we're not right in a situation can feel very threatening in our relationships. And so to, to be able to compromise on something, I think, um, is really, really important. And so that's a nice way of, of being able to approach that. Right, right. And it, and it builds towards the, the next one here, which is, I believe what really started this whole thing was... Now, now the, th- this, one, this one can really help the situation because you're really trying to avoid the you. Yep. Uh, an advanced kind of way to answer this is, I believe what really started this whole thing was, I had a conflict with a coworker today mm-hmm. and I've just been thinking about it and I came home and I saw the dishes and that whole thing from today, I just had this like base level of irritation right now. And uh, Megadeth the entire way home didn't help. Uh, it usually does, you know. And, and, and so you can, you can kind of then communicate that it's not all you. It's stuff that I'm dealing with too. Almost always, you know. And, and I, I actually talked with, I was talking with someone the other day who, who had a really beautiful insight around that idea of like, but once I feel anxious, I feel the need to defend it. Or once I feel angry, I feel the need to justify, defend it, like prove that it, prove that it's right and, and righteous. And I think that being able to say like, okay, yeah, you know, Jesse, my husband points this out to me all the time. You know, he'll literally be brave enough to say to me like, are you feeling anxious? Like, is this anxiety? Um, or the other day, God bless him, he said, uh, is your period coming? Um, which is really brave. 
And almost every wow. time I fail, I say, no, you're just stupid. You know, like this isn't me. And I think, but I think a lot of us feel that way. We don't want to admit like, oh yeah, maybe this was just my anxiety. And even saying that, like just, you know, I put quotations around that. Like it was just anxiety. It was just hurt or disappointment. You know, this thing happened at work and I was disappointed um, or I'm feeling fear. And we feel, the, we feel the need to bristle up and kind of defend that and say like, no, it's not anxiety. It's, it's you. There's something wrong with you in our relationship. Um, because that feels a lot safer, to be honest, than being able to say like, oh, yeah, that was, that was anxiety. Um, or, you know, in my case, yeah, that was PMS. Like, yeah, I think that being able to, to acknowledge that in a, in a disagreement is really powerful. Because yeah. that helps us get ahead of it the next time. You know, like my husband can say like, oh, like, I think you might be feeling anxious. You know, is that what's going on? Or is this really a disagreement? Um, and I have to literally, if he's brave enough to do that, I have to white knuckle it and say like, let me think about it um, and kind of give myself space to do that before I just, you know, I'll admit there are definitely times where I say, no, it's not anxiety um, when really it is. Um, but if, if our partners are brave enough to point that out, then we need to be brave enough to slow down and say, and think about it. Like, is this anxiety? Is this Joe at work who I'm having a disagreement with, or is this really the dishes, you know? Yeah. I think for Sherry and I recently, it just, the afternoons are, have been feeling just kind of weird and off. And we sat down and we kind of thought about it, like, what's the deal? And we live up on, in the mountains and we don't have, you know, a full house air conditioner. Mm. We have these little window units that do pretty good, but our house is angled so that the sun at this time of year just beats inside the back of the house and we have to close everything off and it's very dark in the afternoons. And so we've got the little air conditioner going and it's super dark and we're sitting there going, oh, it's because this time of year, it feels like we're living in a cave in the afternoon and <laughs> yeah. we can't really see all oh, we have all the windows shut and everything like that. And it feels like just weird, you know? And, and so that's that we, once we kind of sat down and figured it out that it was really just the, the, the weirdness of the environment, it, we kind of figured out, Oh, okay. This time of, of, of the afternoon, maybe we play a different kind of music or, or something like that just to keep the, the mood up a little bit. Yeah. Troubleshooting. That's, that's really, I think that being able to do that and to acknowledge that things aren't going great can head off a lot of these big fights that we tend to have. Right. Yeah. Right. So just to, to sit down and troubleshoot can be really powerful. And this next one, it feels, okay, this one feels a little corny, but it's, it's designed to feel corny. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's designed to feel corny because it increases vulnerability and you feel a little silly talking about it. And, and this one is, if I could take you on a vacation anywhere in the world right now, I would take you to blank and we would blank. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it you know, kind of like eases the tension, kind of dissipates that because that's a lot of heavy stuff that you've been talking about in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you go right now, Jeremy? Where would you go on vacation? I, I'll tell you what, on, on, on my conference calls, I have my I'm paying attention face. Uh -huh. uh, but what I'm really doing is I'm looking at Zillow and I'm looking at these houses. Did you know that Canada is on Zillow now and you can see all these beautiful houses in Canada? Oh, There's all these with Canada. wonderful houses in the Yukon. And uh -huh. I'm just thinking, man, that would be so wonderful to just, I mean, live there full time, way yeah. up there on a lake nobody's ever heard of. Uh 
be amazing. I know yeah. I've been that like idea of like getting away. So many people right now with all the fires and the air quality being so bad, we all feel like so trapped. And I think that that idea of getting away right now just sounds so good. Um, being at a lake somewhere would be, you know, we've got the paddle boards and, and our dog Ladybird loves to go out on the water with us. So I know if it wasn't, it's Labor Day weekend coming up. Um, if it wasn't, I think I might be looking at uh, Airbnbs right now to, to go on a little getaway, but maybe oh, yeah. I should plan that and, and surprise Jesse. Um, that'll tell me if he's actually listening to the podcast or not. Well, and, and um... not that I test him like that. That's not healthy, but I'm just saying like, it would be interesting if he if he calls me on that. That would be a long ways away, the Yukon for the two of you just for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, maybe not the Yukon for our Airbnb, but I think that there's some lakes around that we can go to. I, I, I have yet to go to the Yukon. I really want to go there. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's let's. We could do our next podcast oh, from the freaking Yukon. We could do it from the car. Yes. <laughs> and it'd be okay. like it'd be like two in the morning, and the sun would be out. It'd be great. Weird. Yeah. 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 Anything else on your, on your list of questions here? One last thing, and it is the tie up to everything. It's the bow on top. It's let's resolve this conflict by agreeing that. And so that, that ties it all that up now. Work. Yes. And, and what, what I found about this whole roadmap for conflict is that, um, you know, we rehearse it in our sessions and I send them home with the paper, put it up on the, refrigerator and everything like that. And they, the couples often for a couple of weeks, they forget to use it. Right. <laughs> but then quotations they, around that word, forget folks. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because the, the regular fighting is the way that everybody's kind of used to and mm -hmm. comfortable with taking care of stuff. Right. Usually using it one or two times teaches the couple their own way of of abiding by this. Right. And they start making up their own care statements and their own statements of compromise and their own silly uh, kind of frivolous statements of, well, gosh, where would you want to go right now and have dinner mm -hmm. or, or something like that to, to humanize each other and to kind of distract from things. And it, it usually they use it a couple of times and then they don't need it anymore, which is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, and it, and it, it really provides the kind of structure that's needed to help teach people who aren't really doing that great with conflict, how to have a productive conflict. And, and it's something that you can actually read in front of your kids and have that conflict in front of your kids. And so that they can see that two people that disagree can stand there and have a realistic conversation without throwing Molotov cocktails at each other. Yep. I think that that would, uh, That'd be really healthy. And I think that we, we do need to be showing more, more ways of, of having these difficult conversations to our kids, to our young people. They need to learn that, like you said. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the, Brene Brown has some really wonderful resources on our website. So I didn't make this up uh, uh, like you did with your, with your sheet. And I really am looking forward to getting a copy of that. I think that's really fantastic. Yeah. And just knowing that people can adjust that, you know, kind of personalize it. Um, and kind of get off and running with it in whatever way works for them. So Jeremy's going to type this up for us. Um, and we'll have that as a link um, as something that you can download um, both on our website um, as well as just in the podcast links. Um, but I think that what we need to also remember is that maybe, you know, a lot of times people like, like we talked about at the, at the beginning, 
maybe you need some time, you know? And I think that having this kind of like, okay, let me go get this and we'll sit down and talk about it. Maybe that gives you a little space or maybe it's just okay to say, you know what, let's, let's meet back up in an hour um, and do this because we need to know when we're ready to engage in that. So Brene has this wonderful um, idea about engaged feedback and knowing how do I know when I'm ready to both give feedback and receive it. Um, and so I'll, I'll include that as well. It's on her website. Um, it's something that you can download. Um, but some of the, the pieces of that that I really love is that I'm willing to put the problem in front of us rather than between us or sliding it towards you. So I'm, I'm willing to, you know, the first one is I'm ready to, to sit next to you um, instead of across from you, kind of that adversary place, but I'm, I'm willing to sit next to you. And then I'm also willing to put our to put this in front of us, like let's work on this as a team. And I think that oftentimes we lose that, that we're, that we're a team, that we're working on this together. You are not the adversary, whatever this issue, that's the problem. It's not Jesse or Sherry or whatever. It's, it's this problem. So I'm willing to put that problem in front of us. Yeah. I, I'm putting my kind of MBA brain on right now. And when you put a group of people together to solve something, you have to start with a problem statement, right? What is the issue? And once you define an issue, it can feel a little less personal mm -hmm. and more like something we can work on together and use a conflict as an opportunity to build trust. Right. Yeah. And to, so her, the third one on the list is I'm ready to listen, ask questions and accept that I may not fully understand the issue, which I think takes that trust building that maybe I just don't understand what's going on. Um, and, you know, some of them really kind of focus on, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge the things you do well and not pick you apart. I'm going to hold myself accountable without shaming or blaming you as well as holding you accountable. So I think that there's a lot of really lovely pieces to that. And again, I'll, I'll include a link to that too. I think that, that what you shared today um, and what Brene has um, could really go in tandem together. And she talks a lot about the story that I'm telling myself. And I think, you know, what can really get in the way of, of healthy conflict resolution are the stories that we're creating, the story that I'm telling myself that my husband, you know, d just doesn't love me um, or that my, my partner thinks that I'm, I'm incapable or, you know, whatever the story that we're telling ourselves, I found that almost always it's just not true. That's not actually what's happening for my partner. I've created that based on my own storyline. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we all come to these conflicts with our own stuff. Absolutely. You know, and, and it colors the way in every single moment that we respond to mm -hmm. things. And we can't help it. That's part of being human. As humans, we like, you know, I think we've talked about that before. We like for things to be in story format. We don't like, you know, this is, you know... I hesitate in saying this, but in, in some way, you know, think about all of the myths and legends that were created around thunder. You know, how many different ways have we explained thunder and lightning, right? Like we don't want it to just be this random thing that's happening. And now scientifically we know what's going on, but you know, back, back in the day, like we didn't. And so people created these wonderful stories. You know, my mother-in-law tells me all the time about, you know, how her, I think her father had, would tell her that it was, you know, God bowling. Um, and so we create all of these stories in our head because we don't want things to be random. So when our partner walks by and says that thing, we plug that into our own story. Um, and we are all, like you said, we're all coming to the table with our own history and our own story and our brain for better or worse, it's called confirmation bias. Our brain wants to continue that story as truth. And so it's just pulling 
you know, how many times can you think of the, you know, my husband has told me over and over, like, I do say positive things to you, but you are looking to confirm the negative things we think about ourselves because that is so much stronger in our brain that these negative kind of things that we experience. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I just can't get over. Do you think God's a good bowler? <laughs> he's had a lot of time to practice. So yeah. 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 He's, he's probably by this time. You would hope pretty, so. Yeah. Pretty checked in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She really, she loves that story. It's, it's one of the nice ones about, about family there. So, so yeah, but we just, we create story. And so just like we've created the story that 2020 is this Armageddon, like all of these things have happened separately, but we are putting them into funneling them into this storyline that's creating this kind of pandemic of, of irrational or illogical kind of thinking that we're all just hyped into this fear mode. Um, 2020 has been a great hype man for fear. I'll tell you what, any, anything bad that happens now, I, I just pretty much just hang it on the 2020 wall. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like, as well as 2020, you know, what's going to happen when it's 2021, you know, like, I mean, seriously, like, are we just going to roll into this with 2021 too? Like, when are we going to start telling a different story? When are we going to kind of put ourselves in control again? Um, but anyways, so I digress. So I think that these two things can work um, in tandem together. And I think that I just really encourage you guys to be more direct, to be more honest. I'm having a difficult time with this, you know, not trying to just avoid until we're at that big giant fight. And these, these tools can be helpful in that. Right. Right. Yeah. And these, all, all of these tools uh, can help with humanizing the other mm -hmm. and breaking this cycle of negative conflict where it, nothing gets resolved and you might have just a moment of catharsis, but no right. real resolution, no working together and, 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 and no real building of trust and respect with the other. And that is, that is so incredibly critical. Yeah. So I think that's about all that I've got for today. Oh, well, fantastic. We're going to make this uh, couple's roadmap for conflict available. And do we have any fans yet? Or are we still the most unpopular podcast on the internets? I don't know that we're the most unpopular. I'm sure that there's others out there, but no, I don't believe that we've had our first review yet. So we're still looking for our number one fan. Um, and please, please, please remember that we would love to have conversations around whatever you guys have questions about. So please feel free to email us ascentonlinecounseling at gmail.com. Um, you can go to the Facebook page for Ascent Online Counseling um, and kind of drop us a note there. Uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll get some of those uh, listener questions and we'll be able to answer and have conversations around that. Um, because truth be told, Jeremy and I just can't come up with topics every single time. So please help us out. I should contact my dad because he'd, he'd, he'd put up a good review. <laughs> Although it might be a little obvious. His name is Fred Van Wert. So, yeah. I, uh, well, you know. we could, you know, we have a fan, right? Reviewed. Yeah, I believe I was the first person to give us a five star rating, but I didn't <laughs> leave a review. Um, but I think we're great. So, I, I think we're pretty good. Okay, pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know, we need, a, we need a fan base. And we now we've got microphones. We got, look at this microphone. It's beautiful. We're yeah. pretty stoked that we have microphones um, and that you guys can actually probably hear us a little bit better. So, you sound better. Please uh, promote, promote, promote. Get us, get us out there, guys. Um, we would really love to be able to reach more people. Um, and like I said, please feel free to, to shoot us over an email or, or drop us a line on Facebook and let us know what you're thinking about. Absolutely. Thank you to everybody and to our incredibly loyal fan base. We appreciate you. All 12 of you. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs>